welcome to Rage Talk, my weekly show where I sit here in the office, drink caffeine, and talk about random things. This week, I'm talking about how I did a cold plunge at night. That was crazy. It's the quarantine anniversary of our company going into working from home. That feels weird that it's been an entire year. Brad freaking Paisley, and it's Women's History Month. Here we go. Lots of things happening. Number one, we're inside of Women's History Month. And I don't want to be weird, but Forbes did just publish an article where they listed me as one of the one of 15 of the most something inspiring leaders who are lady. I don't, that's not what it said, but it was cool and it made me feel special. That's number one. Number two, I got into water up to my neck. <laughs> right. I know. It's startling. It's shocking. And yet it's true. I hate to be cold, hate it. It's freaking so cold. I don't understand people who camp. I'm sorry, I don't get it. But I'm also cold like in this room right now. I really swear to you that I believe in a past life I was like a lizard because I hate cold so much and I really love a heating pad, which feels like the human equivalent of like a hot rock. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. It came to pass that it was a full moon. Sammy came up with the idea that if we paid attention to the full moon, then at least once a month, we would be mindful of like setting intentions and letting go of whatever is garbage and we shouldn't be dealing with anyway. Here we are, the end of February, it was the full moon, and I'm like, well, how should we celebrate? And Sammy loves water. I mean, we're not even at a pool party, Sammy's in water. Like she, oh, I'm in all my clothes and yet somehow I just am still in the lake, like that's Sammy. So she's like, what if we go to Barton Springs? I've never been to Barton, even though I've been here for a few years. In Austin, Texas, it's like a thing. Imagine the most giant, pool you've ever seen. I mean, what what do we think? Like a football field? Like how big is that? It's big and it's like stone, but the bottom, I actually didn't touch the bottom. I don't know what was on the bottom. Snakes? We go to Barton Spring and the whole thing is, you guys tell me, it's like a natural spring, right? And it stays 64 degrees year round, which is amazing, I guess, in the summertime when it's 110 and you get to get in this cold water. But this was February and Sammy says, let's go at night, full moon night, we're jumping into the spring. You guys, uh, the only thing I hate more than cold water is being left out, fine. The girls and I, we go have some wine, socially distanced, wearing masks, being appropriate. Then we decide, let's go jump in this water. I jumped out of an airplane. I've climbed mountains. Can't get in past my ankle. Go, 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 go. It was so freaking cold. And I know everyone's like, just, just jump in. No, no. <laughs> I gotta ease in, I gotta go slow, I gotta prepare my heart and my soul, and every new layer of my body as I'm getting in this water, it was the worst. And I didn't let go of the handle the whole time I refused to let it go. Uh, <laughs> yep, swim to beans. <laughs> 
Swim to beans, you're so close. They were like, we can reach, we, you can reach, you're fine, it's not that deep. No, I'm 5'2", bro, I can't reach, I'm about to die in the spring water. And my hand smelled like metal for three days. So I don't know that that was healthy. But I did it, I got inside, I, I got up to my chin, I'm not getting my hair wet, obviously. You think I'm gonna get this wet? No, these extensions cost way too much money. But in any event, I was proud of myself. I felt like the inflammation in my body went down. I was like, dang it, this probably is good for me. I should do cold plunges, but you know I'm not going to. So um, that's what I did to celebrate the full moon. It looks a little different today, guys, because uh, we are filming the next round of workouts and guided meditations and all the things for the Rise app. If you do not have the app yet, you can try it for free for a week. It's super rad. We wanted to create something that no matter where you were in your health journey, this would serve you really well. Our community loves that they can track their daily habits. They love to do a 90-day challenge and kind of challenge themselves to level up. They like working out with us in studio or running with me on the treadmill or maybe just listening to a guided meditation where I hype you up for your day. It is available in the App Store and wherever Android users get their apps from, but it's available and you should totally check it out. Oh, we're celebrating an anniversary. I wish there was a little whiskey in this as we talk about this anniversary we're celebrating. On March 13th, I wanna say, that sounds right, we went into quarantine as a company and it feels freaking insane to me that we're about to cross the year mark. Probably to you guys too, right? Like who on earth would ever have thought, anyone else, you went into quarantine, you're like, what are we gonna do this like two, three weeks? We'll be right back, like two weeks probably. I do remember bawling my eyeballs out that day. I made a video and I put it on Instagram because I was so sad. Because even though I didn't know what was gonna happen, I knew it was gonna be bad. And I knew that I was gonna like not be able to come to the office and see all these people that I love and care about. And honestly, we had an all hands this meeting on Zoom because that's where we all live. And I was just saying like, I'm so excited to see people again and like be in a space and hug their necks. And I just feel like we are so freaking close. We're so close. Feeling so hopeful and also tripping out that it's been a year. And what a year it's been globally, personally, like for Beyonce, like just lots of things have happened. So I hope that you're taking time. I mean, maybe you should adopt our full moon practice. Oh, it's so cold. <laughs> what am I most looking forward to when, like when this is all over? Okay, first of all, babies. No, for real, one of the most devastating things to me about this world is that I can't admire a stranger's baby anymore. Like I see a baby, I'm a mother of four. I wanna go, what, with those dimples and those chubby and like let me eat its toes, like grr, grr. What like crazy psycho desire is it when you think something's so cute you wanna destroy it? What's that? I have like a friend, but we're just like social media friends, and she had a baby a couple months ago and he came up in my feed today and I was like, I wanna eat that baby, I wanna eat it. I need to get out more. I can't, I have to stand way back here. From over here, I gotta support this mom. I, you know, I'm like, you look beautiful. Like, what? Ugh. I mean, I am gonna just mouth kiss strangers. I can't wait. What do we, we can't shake, we can't shake hands. Who did I meet the other day? It was like someone I've been working with for a long time. I got to meet finally, 
And I went in for the real thing, because how could you not? And they were like, because I just, I'm not used to like meeting new people in this world. And then I felt like, well, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I felt like I had just made the biggest faux pas because I was just trying to spread love. I'm going to spread love. I am just going to high five everyone. I'm going to hug your neck. Cannot wait. I take a lot of selfies with fans in masks six feet apart. So I'm just like looking forward to the moment where I'm like, no, no, get in here, girl. Get in here. Let's do it. Oh my God, I'm going to travel. I'm going everywhere. I'm never coming home. I'm just going to wander the earth and like meet people and hug them. <laughs> Ooh, women's history, living or dead? Both. And it's a dinner party, are we all there together? Yes. Okay, and it can be living or dead. No, I know, I already know. Wow, that was quick. Harriet Tubman, Frida Kahlo, Joan of Arc. Can you imagine the badassery? the power, the creativity, the warrior nature. Woo! I mean, you got like a 14-year-old French girl. I mean, she's either crazy or blessed by God. I mean, freaking Harriet Tubman was just like, oh, I saved myself and now I'm gonna go back and save other people and then also just go like be a general and lead people in an army. That's a real thing that she did, in case you didn't know. And then Frida Kahlo who just like lived unapologetically forever as herself and created this insane art. Oh my, where will we go? What will we eat? Hmm, probably some unique palettes at that table. But tequila is the drink all around. I mean, not for Joan, she's young, but she's European. They let those kids drink younger than here in the US. So, plus she's been dead for hundreds of years. So I feel like it's fine. She can have some mezcal. Speaking of awesome women, we have announced one of our first speakers for Rise Women's Conference this year, and drum roll, Giada De Laurentiis. You guys, <gasps> I don't have words, really. I have a lot of excitement in my heart, but I don't have words. And we have so many cool women that are gonna be part of this incredible experience, this three-day weekend where we commit to taking ownership of our past, taking ownership of our present, and then setting goals and intentions for the future. And it feels really cool to have someone that I have been watching on TV forever be part of this conference that just sprang up from nowhere and has become this cultural thing. We're super excited to welcome her and I will keep letting you know all the rad speakers that we have, but if you wanna find out more about how you can take part in this conference from the comfort of your own home, uh, we're gonna put the information in the description. Special shout out, I felt like the need to be like, woo! Special shout out to this week's winner of the Rage Talk giveaway. So every single week on this show, if you share a screenshot and use hashtag RachTalk, we choose a random lucky person and we send you a prize pack filled with all of our products. Well, not all of them, but a, a lot of them mixed together in an abundant and beautiful fashion. So make sure you let people know what's up. If you enjoy this episode, please get the word out. Get it out. Do it. Let them know. And 
And this week on your faves faves, which is my podcast where I interview celebrities and they talk about their favorite things, I am talking to one of my favorites. Brad Paisley is sharing his top five favorite women in country music. And y'all, this is, I feel like I say this all the time, it was genuinely my favorite interview I've ever done. We had so much fun. He's so much information about musicality and lyrics and the history of a certain sound. And I geeked out so hard and I had so much fun. And it is on the podcast this week. All right, you guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel, give it a thumbs up, leave a comment, like spread some joy, spread some positivity. I super appreciate your time. And until I see you again, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your fave space. I'm curious when you're you're in the studio like you are now, how much of that, how much do you walk in and you have a really good idea of what you're going to do and how much is you sort of tinkering and kind of figuring it out? Well, to me, it comes down to what are you writing? Like there's a song underneath. So musically speaking, that dictates, like in that sense, I don't always know where it's going. But when there's a song, an idea, a hook, and it's like, this is where I want to go, it starts, the map gets clearer. Mm-hmm. But like, there's so many of these things that add color to what I do. Like pick the right guitar for the right song for the right thing, and it'll inspire the right notes. And it's painting. And sometimes you don't know for sure what your painting is going to look like when it's done. Do you start with, do you hear a melody or do you start with, is it a line? Is it a, what usually is the, the thing that like you're saying, there's a song buried underneath what hints you into the fact that that might be true. I always start with the lyric. Um, Melodically. I find the, the one that I feel fits the lyric. Like, like I'll give you an example. Like if we're talking about this song, like in my phone, there's this, there's a list of like crazy, these are all, these are all titles right there. Those are all titles. Just stuff that's like popped into your head over time. Like there's one right there. Like if I go down to, where's it at? It's right here. She's a little off road. And it's like, and I sat down with Lee Miller and Ross Copperman, my new producer and co-writer on this. And, you know, Ross is a guy who melodically will bring something out. And I'm like, you know, I got this idea. It's like, girl doesn't do what she's supposed to do, you know, and no one can stop her type thing. Mm-hmm. Run through roadblocks. You. And, uh, you know, and it's like, what melodically says that? Mm-hmm. And the melody, like my melody would have been different. I think I even had some Michael, my original, but my co-writer on this, Ross and Lee also, but Ross especially musically immediately went with, uh, she's a little off road, gravel dust on her, you know? And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I'm just going to be singing that all day. And yeah. you knew it felt like, it felt like the, you know, the, the it's got a match. Like you can't have a real sad melody on a happy song and vice versa. How does it work when you've done duets? I'm thinking of you talking about, you know, Carrie or Marin, and maybe there's something in the future, but like, 
when you're building that out and you know you're writing something that has another singer in it, do you know who you want that to be before? Like as you're writing, are you like, oh my gosh, like this, this needs her ability to belt or this needs that sort of smoky quality to her voice? Like how much are you building for a specific tonality? Sometimes, it's funny, sometimes uh, you write a duet before you realize who'd be good. And other times you write it going, uh, with the song Remind Me, which Carrie and I did, I wrote that, I called her in the middle of writing it saying, hey, I think this would be really cool. This is this is a question and answer, like you're finishing each other's sentences type song where you've lost the spark. And here's what I'm writing. And I kind of mumbled the verse and it's like, I'm like, show me your key on this. Mm. I'm like, what's too high? Because she's going to sing an octave higher than me. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, no, seriously, what's too high? And she's like, well, I don't really know. And I'm like, have you ever had something too high? She's like, no. And there isn't, there isn't a note too high for her. She'll hit it. So if you can hear it or your dog can hear it, she can hit it. So, right. you know, I, but I sang and I was like, you know, it's like, we didn't care if people stared, we'd make out all that. And it's like, I want to write this song where it's the physicality's out of a relationship and we're singing from the perspective of remind me, but not remind me of like, of, of anything like the laundry needs done. <laughs> Or remind me to do the dishes tonight, like my wife is doing on a daily basis. <laughs> but remind me of what it's like. Like I sang the chorus, and I'm like, "Been so long, bet you forget the way I used to kiss your neck." And I'm like, "Where would you?" And she's like, "Remind me." And it's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's it." And that's the first time you hear her in the songs. So we wrote that, and I ran it by her as I was writing it, going, "Does this key work?" And she's like, "Yeah, that's great." We did that. And then you should, it was like a few short days later, she's in the studio. And the minute she sang that, it was like, oh my God, that's going to go nuts. That's yeah. just fantastic. But, and then there's other times like Whiskey Lullaby. Yeah, that's what I was um, wondering about. Cause she's that's so, a, oh, like her so, voice is so soulful. And that song is so like, rip your heart out. Well, that one's a great example of, you know, like I didn't write that. That was Bill Anderson and uh, John Randall. And they, and I, so I get the song and I'm listening and I'm like, it's just a man singing the whole song. It's oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. The second verse was the guy still singing where the rumors flew. Nobody Whoa. knew how much she'd blame herself. And I went, oh, that's, that should be the woman. Yeah, that's And good. so then I'm like, okay, this is a ghostly, angelic, it's angels sing a whiskey lullaby. Mm-hmm. Who's the angel? <laughs> That's right. Allison Krauss. Right. If if I get to heaven and angels don't sound like <laughs> Allison Krauss, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. You know, I don't want to go. Real.